Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA Owen Dillon Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clan Mel, and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie. Hello, good evening and welcome to another edition of Extra Time. My name is Ronan Quirk. We're here until 8 o'clock this evening. We'd love to get your thoughts on a busy weekend of sport. Our text number is 083 311 You're very welcome along to another Extra Time programme. We're here till 8 o'clock this evening. That text number again, which also works for WhatsApp, is 083 311 Double three, double one. You can also get us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at TipFM Sport. We'll obviously be looking back on semi-final action in the intermediate Premier Intermediate. I think there's only one semi-final there, and in senior hurling throughout the course of this evening. Lots to talk about. Lots to reflect on as we come to the final round of games in our county senior hurling championship and uh, it's pretty pretty good championship. I think most people would agree because we've got such evenly matched teams throughout the course of our the way we segregate them in senior, premier, intermediate and intermediate and you can imagine as a result of that some pretty tight and interesting semi-finals that were thrown up over the weekend. We've got Camogie with Ger before we go off air and also local soccer with Barry and we'll also be announcing the Sports Star of the Month for September. This is the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month in association with the Talbot Hotel in Clamel and John Quirk Jewellers in care. We will have, uh, we got a lot of nominations came in over the course, particularly over the course of the last uh, week and uh, we'll whittle them down and we'll have a winner for you before we go off air this evening. Our text number is 083-311-3311 and let's start immediately by um, looking back on the Lockmore Castellani Thurlis Sarsfields Tipperary Senior Hurling semi-final. They finished Thurlis Sarsfields 122, Lockmore Castellani 212. We'll hear from Paddy Mar in a minute, but let's have a quick word with Dennis Kelly, who was on commentary duty for us. Hey, Dennis. How's it going, Roland? Uh, your thoughts on this? I mean, it was a second half showing from Thurles that got them over the line. Level enough up to half time? Yeah, it was even enough at half time, 168. Like, and, you know, a lot more probably were lucky to go in, maybe ahead. They hadn't done a whole lot of hurling, but you expected them maybe to push on in the second half and push Sarah to the, to the pin of their collar, but it didn't really happen. and Sayers, you know, they, they really excelled in that second half and kicked on and showed their true, you know, I suppose, credentials. And they've done that to a few teams now. They've done it to Boris Ali, they've done it to Drummond Inch, and, uh, you know, a lot more were the same now at the weekend. They were wasteful enough, though, weren't they, as well, Sarsfields? I think they had nine first half wides. Yeah, they were, but they had a lot of uh, possession, and you know they they maybe shot from from positions maybe that weren't uh, didn't you no know percentage or, Yeah, low percentage, and and as well they, they had a great goal chance. Um, you know, uh, Billy Billy McCarthy was true, and uh, Darius Stakeland was free outside, and you put your house in him if you had to get it to score. And Billy shot didn't go in, so I think they got a fair rollicking at half time. Uh, you know, some of the lads under the stand could hear, could hear the, the the shouts going on in the dressing room there, and that they weren't happy. The, the management and by God, did they show in the second half what they were about? You know, they came out and straight away they meant business once they hit the pitch, and, and they, you know, they outscored, they outscored a lot more, one fourteen to one six, and the goal came late on with a penalty there. So 
it was a real demolition job in the second half. Uh, just to go back to the first half, I mean, Kieran McCormick got the goal for Lockmore, which led them, which allowed them to lead at half time by that single point. And I suppose most people in the stadium were kind of settling themselves in for a rip roaring contest because they're near neighbours. They tend to be at the business end of the championship, they know each other really well. So you're looking for some explanation as to why Lockmore couldn't couldn't rise to that challenge that Thurles came, Sarsfields came out with. Were they a bit leggy? They probably were a little bit leggy. Like, you're looking at the stats there, uh, being bandied around, like all the teams that had football the weekend before, you know, didn't didn't perform, didn't didn't win at the weekend. But uh, at the same time, a lot more never really make use that as an excuse. Um, you know, if you look at, at Sarsfields, their work rate up front is phenomenal. And I suppose Ronan is... He's getting a lot of the plaudits, but like the work rate up front is is creating, uh, you know, giving him a great chance at the back to to mop up ball and pick out his men up front and that, you know, and uh, like Lockmore put put uh, Brian McGrath in the full back line for a lot of the good lot of the game, and it probably didn't work. Like they missed him then from the half back line delivering ball in, and then you had John and Noel. They were men marked fairly. You know, there were there were men marked tight. Paul Maher was on John, and you had uh, young James, James Armstrong uh, followed Noel everywhere. So again, once they shut that down, um, you know, it was Lockmore didn't seem to have a whole lot else to to you know to be able to uh, twist the game in their favour. So that was that was the crux of the of it really. Dara Stakelham's form at the moment is is pretty spectacular. We know of him from the under twenties. Yeah, he's flying at the minute, you know. He was inside, like he started like a train on Brian Brian McGrath. Then Brian got a grip just before halftime uh, with him. But again, then he just kicked on in the second half there. He got six points from play, was involved in, in, in the goal as well. So uh, he, he, he was massive for theirs. Yeah, I mean, Sar- Turles Arsfields will, with all due respect, kill Dangan and we'll come to that match in due course. But they will... And Kildangan will probably thank me for saying this. They, the Sarsfields will go in as favourites for the county final based on known form. Would that be fair? Yeah, I'd say so. Even though, like when they met in the first round, um, Kildangan had a comprehensive win over them. But then, I suppose you know you were miss they were missing Ronan, and they seemed to that loss for Sarah seemed to kick them into action, and, and they really haven't looked back since. They've been getting better game on game, so. It will be an interesting one because, you know, Kiladang and, like, they did do a job on them early on, but again, look, it's, it's kind of totally different now. It's both teams have, have had their losses in the championship, but they've, they've really, you know, have great form coming into the final and it's going to be a mouth-watering affair. It's quite uh, extraordinary to think that they have a team in the Premier Intermediate final as well. It is, and I suppose look at it. That's credit to the management team, really. They've, you know, they've twenty-one two players used in the senior level, and then they've they've the rest, uh, you know, fighting for places on the on the Premier Intermediate. And you know, I, I think that scoreline even flattered uh, Killinall a little bit at the weekend. Just talking to to someone that was at it, they said, you know, Sarah's were were well worth their, their victory, and uh, you know, they they uh, Killinall got a couple of goals as vital times just to keep them in, in touch, but they never really looked like they were going to win that game. Perhaps the fact, I would imagine this Premier Intermediates train with the seniors and the fact that you're in training with the Ronan Mars and Dara Stakelums, Paddy Creedens, etc. of this world brings on a Premier Intermediate team, albeit with an evergreen Mikey Cal at centre-back. 
Yeah, Mikey is supposed to be <laughs> man of the match at the weekend there in, the, in that game, you know. So it's 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 really some boost. Like we were just talking to someone earlier on, they said he'd probably be playing on on the majority of other senior mm. teams around the county. Like so, you know, you'd be you'd be drawn on his experience. But imagine drawing on it in Premier Intermediate level, like it's huge. So and again, like they, they have worked it out fairly well that you know the Premier Intermediate is on the Saturday. So if, even if they needed someone for five minutes on uh, on, on Sunday. In the in the county final, you know they could they could draw on that if needs be. But uh, you know it's it's a great achievement. But a credit must go to their their uh, backroom team because they have them hopping at, at the right real right time. I mean the effort that goes in in Sarsfields, and I think it's replicated to a certain extent in Kildangan as well because you know Kildangan were having teams in 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 so many different grades. They're putting out three or four adult hurling teams. Um, I think they still are, to be honest with you, down to junior. Yeah. Uh, the numbers, the effort, the consistency that they're, that they're producing in both those clubs, it must be the envy of half the county. Yeah, definitely. You know, I suppose, look, they have the resources in, in Sayers and, you know, Kildangan really, really pulled a big number together as well. But, like, it's, it is the envy of all over the county. And, you know, you can, when you have that kind of number, them kind of numbers, you know, you can really, you know, push that to the pins or collar and, you know, you're fighting for a place on the on a panel first, and then you're fighting for a place on the starting fifteen. So it can really drive things on in training, and that's what it's doing. And, and you know, it's it's uh, a credit to the Sayers that are in the two finals now. And you know, other years Kildangan would have would have featured as well. Now their second team has gone back a little bit, and they were relegated by a fight at the weekend by too. Upper Church in the in the intermediate. You know, but uh, you know they've had a good run of it with the two teams too. Can I ask you about players that you think that might? come to the attention or the radar of Liam Cal because texts are coming in in relation to some of those names being mentioned you know people like Paul Maher wondering people wonder why he doesn't get a run with the tip team Dara Stakelin is he'll only be just 21 I think come next year so it might be a little early for him but I presume that the academy if for want of a better term that Sarsfields have there must be somebody there that's knocking on Liam's door Oh, definitely. Like you know, but I think Dara will have to come in anyway. You know, like he's one of the the players of the championship. Um, you know, definitely whether he'd be used next year or not, it's probably you're, it's a building process. Like you know, looking there at you know their their backline. Even I, I know Paul Meher is he's not a, a young lad anymore, but he's still in his twenties there, and he's. He's after American Jake Morris in one of the games. He's after American Noel McGrath. He's after American all the big guns there since he came back in cornerback. And, and he's a, he might be a wild card, but he, he's definitely one that's really impressed me. Um, as a, James Armstrong did a great job on Noel the other night as well. So there's a few lads like that knocking around. Like Ed Connolly had a great championship for a lot more there, but mm. he didn't fire now the other night. But that's not to say he won't get a, he won't get maybe a, a run inside as well. And you know, the look at the, that's only the two clubs that were playing the other night. Uh, Darren uh, McCarthy for two of them as well is a, is a bit is a, it, well he's still under twenty, so I presume he'll get he'll get his he's uh, be left to the under twenties to, and, and to first, walk away with them. To, yeah, I think that's fair. I think he should be left at his at his age grade, but I think Dara's kind of filled out a bit as well, so he's beginning to look more like a senior hurler, even though he's still under twenty. Yeah, he's still he's still gone. He's only gone eighteen there a few weeks ago, like, and he's he's really grown into himself, and you know. Look, he's been he's been really the the head, the top man for two there, and you know without him they probably wouldn't be have been in the position to were in yesterday, in a, in the county semi final. So that's credit to him. But uh, you know you, you have to admire these young lads. He, he probably you know size wise he's he's smaller than your average uh, county player. But look at you, you wouldn't write off a lad just because of his size. Um, 
Yeah, indeed. Listen, Kieran Connolly is somebody else that I think had some really strong performances at Fitzgibbon. So, you know, whether that gets translated into, uh, you know, perhaps didn't shoot lights out for a lot more this year. Yeah, he's only he only got a couple less couple of games there. He was kind of coming in off the bench. So uh, again, the other night he he played in fits and starts, but you could you could see maybe he wasn't fully fit because he hadn't all the training done. So if he can stay injury free now and, and get a run with with Tip as well, you know he's he's a he's another prospect there, and he, you know a really interesting prospect, and he has real energy and and dynamism around the middle of the field. So look at if he could if he could get a good preseason in, you know. The sky could be the limit for him. As always, Dennis, I appreciate your time this evening. We'll talk soon. Thanks very much, Ronan. Not at all. That's uh, Dennis Kelly uh, bringing us his thoughts on the Lockmore Castellani Turles Sarsfields game. We'll turn our attention to Killadangan and Tumi Var in a minute. But first, let's hear from Paulie Marr because he spoke to um, Paul Carroll after the full time whistle in Turles on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. That was the aim coming here. Semi finals are winning, like, so um, we just wanted to get the win here tonight. We knew it's going to be very tough against. You know, a good lot more side, you know, so um, we're just delighted to get through with them, to be honest with you. Yeah, first half, you were kind of on top, but it was Lockmore who went in a point up at half time. Um, I suppose, what were your words to the lads at half time? Because it was a, a different Hurlers team in the second after. Yeah, it was kind of more just kind of up at maybe a level or two. You know, we weren't going totally, you know, we weren't very poor, but there's a lot of stuff that we very uncharacteristic of us last few games. So, um, you know, I made a lot of wides as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we weren't being clinical enough in front of goal. So, um, just hasn't improved them a few bits. Um, you know, and just bring a bit more, you know, bring a bit more, you know, work rate to it in the second half. And Wise came out with great character in the second half, and you know they got the job done. Yeah, and in in that first half there was a goal chance there. Billy McCarthy took the shot. Darius Stakem was free. The second half was Paddy Creedon bearing down the goals, plotted across to Ed McCormack. So I'd imagine that kind of improvement is is pleasing as a manager to see that kind of development. Yeah, we probably need to take more of our goal chances. You know, we created a few here tonight. Um, Probably should have taken one or two more of them. But look, let's look, we're through to the final. We've loads of stuff to work on, which is in a good place to be. Yeah, and Darius Stakelham again, a young lad on the team, six points from play out there today. He's having a really good year, but to have a player young like that coming through and really taking the step up on the senior team is a, is a good thing to have in the club. Yeah, you know, he's been he's been very good for us all, all the games throughout the year. Ever since we started the mid-championship, you know, Darius has been um, very good for us. You know, he's a really good on young lad. But a lot of lads have been the same, but you know, they're, they're, good, they're good fellas and... They really put their shoulder to wheel for the club, you know, and that's hard you can ask for them, really, you know. So um, they have to go one more big step now again the next day, but that's grand. We'll take whoever we have to play now and head on the next day in two weeks, and uh, really looking forward to it. And you, you've had a lot of experience of playing in, in um, county finals yourself, and a lot of the play- players do as well. How, how does this next two weeks kind of building into a county final? How do you kind of go about preparing a team for that? Um, to me, it's just it's, it's just another game. You know, you can't build it up to be a massive spectacle, even though it is a big day. Um, at the end of the day, we still have to go about our business in the right way and in the right manner. You know, and um, we can't be jumping two couple of steps ahead of ourselves because then we'll miss the steps, as, as they say. So, um, you know, we'll be keeping our heads firmly tuned into this now, feet in the ground, and uh, you know, get back training during the week. Now we have another big day tomorrow with our, with our Premier Intermediates and semi-finals. So that's our next. Switch, that's what we're concentrating on next now and we'll worry about the rest after that. And just finally, I suppose, during the week with uh, announced the tip management for next year, you're not a part of it. Um, I suppose you had a one year in with the with the lads. Just your, your thoughts on, on that um, work commitments was was what was cited as, as the reason for that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, look, I really, really enjoyed my year in there. I'll be honest with you, I'd love to have stayed. Um, it's just the way things are going in my, in my my career, you know, with the guards, you know, I suppose we'll publicise at the moment how... I think it's a bit kind of all over the shop at the moment. So um, 
look, it's, 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 we're being pulled back a small bit in the next few months and uh, going forward, so I won't be able to commit 100% time-wise to Tipperary. And as I said to Liam when I met him, um, I said, look, I love, I love being involved, I love being involved with the management team, love being involved with the players. It's just whoever needs to be there has to be able to do it 100%, and I'm not here to give 100% next year, so I, that's why I took a step back. Extra time on Tip FM. Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA Own Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Clan Mel, and OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. The month with the Talbot Hotel Clan Mel. Multi award winning wedding specialists with state of the art leisure facilities and spa with food served daily. The Tip FM Sports Star of the Month. Get your nominations in now. Yeah, nominations for the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month can be sent to sportstar at tipfm.com. We we do have a September winner. We'll announce it later in the show. But uh, a couple of nominations came in over the course of last week. But there is a nomin- winner for September. We will get that to you before we go off air. And in the course of October, if you see something that's outstanding in a sporting sense from a Tipperary person, just send us an email, sportstar at tipfm.com. We heard from Paulie Marr. Carlos Sarsfield's manager after the a few before the break after their win over Lockmore Castellani. Let's hear from Kiladangan's manager, John O'Mara, who spoke to Paul Carroll after their win over Tumi Vara at the same stage. You know, I, th- I think uh, we, we started reasonably well. Um, you know, I think we went up six or seven. Um, like, I suppose nowadays in Hurland, like six or seven is actually the points of a lead is really, it's not a big lead compared to years ago. Um, like, we know well Tumi Vara come at, back at us, which they did. Um, thought then after half time when we started to drive on again, I think we stretched it out to ten. They got one, two, then we were right wing it back to five, you know, and it was really like um, there was nothing really in it I thought like we got a couple of breaks you know Billy got a couple of great scores up top um, as the as the thing opened up after the after the man was put off and it saw us through um, you know it saw us through the game um, you know it's semi-finals are just all about winning um, how you win them and you know how you um, what you win them by doesn't really matter yeah and it was a a game that had loads of big moments in it and, and one of the main ones was Barry your goalkeeper getting a second yellow card he's getting sent off and suddenly one of the management basically Dar Egan who's in goals for your, your second team has had to come on uh, take off the management top and get the boots on and come on and he comes on and makes what was a huge save with a few minutes to go and there were six points in it that would have been a, a sure goal so a lot that your team had to deal with there today. Absolutely, yeah. I think actually when he made the save, there was five in it and there was eight left. So, you know, it was would have been back to mm. two points. It was a big save. And I think also, even, um, you know, from our perspective, I think the free he got actually was massive as well. So it was, uh, you know, there, there afterwards. But look, you know, Kilangan are a long time in the road. Um, and, you know, they've been at this stage on numerous occasions before. And there are a lot, um, you know, they're experienced, a lot of experienced players there that know how to see out. Um, matches, you know, the last day again, Holy Cross was no different. Today, the same, um, you know. And look, we, you know, we 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 actually started spraying the ball, you know, coming down the home straight. Um, mm. And and Billy got a great, I think, two or three scores. Got Dan got a great score. Sean Hayes got a great score. You know, to see us home. And look, thankfully, as I said, we, we came out the right side. Um, you know, I'm sure for a, a neutral here watching, it was probably savagely entertaining. It wasn't too entertaining where I was, but, uh, you know, listen, as I said, it's all about just getting over the line. Yeah, and you mentioned it there, just the, the, how comfortable the lads are on the ball out there, and they've played with that team. Is, and most of those players have played together for the best part of 10 years and very comfortable on the ball, very comfortable able to spray the ball around. 
and we saw that I think he had 10 scores on the day so that's an, an important thing you're not relying on one person to do the damage Ah yeah no look we, we, the, the, you know, they're all they're all good experienced hurlers and um, you know they, they do they, they, they like playing the ball around right and they're good at it um, you know and today was no different and like they enjoy doing that and they work very hard at it every Tuesday and Thursday when we're in the field um, you know and as I said you, like some of the scores we got today were, 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 were top notch I thought but for me the most impressive thing you know today was just like the amount of adversity that was thrown at us you know in different aspects of the game be it the you know be it the sending off which can happen to anyone um, you know be it the, the being hit at with the goal after we after we score and you know and that's all part and parcel it was just how we dealt with it we continued to work really really hard you know even there at the end like lads were tracking back and they were getting in hooks and blocks they probably had no right to get in and you know that's all you know part of actually getting over the line in the semi-final and back into a final now lads were here last year lost a replay so I'm sure motivation isn't going to be an issue at all but how do you prepare these lads now for, for two weeks time against Sterling? Actually look it looks and it's no different than preparing for the for, for the first round of the North when we started off in the year like it's just another game you know we have two weeks we'll be here again um, today two weeks and it's just about working hard and look you know all we'll be trying to do is bring our best performance that we can bring um, today two weeks and if that's good enough great and if it's not well then sure that's so be it yeah and uh, interestingly enough you've played Thurlis already this year albeit started the championship much has changed since then in terms of lineups and things like that but a bit of familiarity between the two teams 2016 final was a, a while back now but um, it's a it's a chance again to get the hands on Dan Breen and that's what the goal was at the start of the championship listen every team that enters the competition wants to win it right and, and, and we're, we're we're no different nor our Thurlis you know, um, I think the game at the start of the year, you know, will have, I think, it'll have very little bearing on it. To be honest with you, you know, we were coming out of a, a north um, defeat a week earlier, having to win, you know, to get to, to get to get the thing kicked off, and Turles had won a mid the week before, you know. So um, obviously there was players missing on both sides in the night. But listen, it's. Um, it's uh, you know it's going to be a massive um, occasion. It's going to be a massive game, um, and you know we're certainly looking forward to it. Um, you know we'll enjoy tonight now, and we'll start prepping for Torles tomorrow. Full time in the stadium yesterday. Killer Dangan two thirty. Timmy Vara two twenty one. That was John O'Mara, the Killer Dangan manager. Uh, Tom McGrath joins me. Good evening, to you, Tom. Hi, Ronan. Do you get a sense that Killer Dangan perhaps feel there's a bit of unfinished business in this team? They have won Dan Breen, but I think most most people who are looking at this squad and this team over the last five years might suggest that there's, there should or will be another Dan Breen in that team if they just go and get it. Yeah, I think so. Like this, and um, <clears throat> my, my mindset has changed slightly in the last, in the last week. Um, you know, since, you know, Sarsfield, Sarsfield, there was, or beat Sarsfield's the winners and there's one team left to beat Sarsfield and that's Kildang and I think they're they're mostly equipped to to do that now. And they've done so already this year. Yeah, like but um, like John O'Mara was saying, there, yeah. you know, it was a different sort of scene. But because it was a it was a, a meteor group too, like that they kind of had to had to deal with from the from the off. Like so, uh, there was a like there's no such thing as a kind of a, a nothing game. I think in in in, in the round robin when there's you know three games and every game means something. And I think Kildangan probably sat down a bit of a marker that night and possibly haven't got due credit for it in a lot of areas, maybe including my own head like that. You know, there is this thing that, what, I think you heard Paul saying yesterday, to their fifth, fifth semi-final in a row. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, and they've been all in Torlis and they're a team that's, they're a team that's, that's equipped to play in Torlis, but so are Starfields. And I think it could be one great final. And hopefully we get a day like yesterday and maybe not... 
Now, there was not not all around with the overhead conditions on Saturday night, like, but I think the county semi-final won the lights on the Saturday night. Didn't sit, it didn't sit right with a lot of people, like, but I mean, the game was played. Pitch was pitch pitch was was fine apart from one section. Not not a problem with anybody. And I think it didn't it didn't take from the game to any huge degree. Like, but I think the point is, always given the best the best of conditions to play in, and Kildangan and 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 Tom definitely got that yesterday and just show what they show what they served up an absolute belter of a game from start to finish. And Tom, to be fair, they contributed hugely to it as well. Like what I thought and, about um, Tom was like they just. Kildangan struggled to shake them off while I don't think most observers would suggest the game was the result was ever in doubt like Tim got it back to five points at one stage as well and we're motoring well and we're going well with Darren McCarthy who was keeping that scoreboard ticking for them yeah, you see, they, they were content to keep thing, keep thing going. You know, didn't didn't go mad hungry for for goals. Like took took their took their points, take their points to goals to come, pop over the points, get their scores. Now there would be maybe an element of like, look, this is the kind of learning exercise for us. Like we're going through more, but I don't think that's haven't been born yet to just go through the motions in the county semi-final. I think two more win or where or could real hard to win that and they wouldn't have been like Tom and Kildangan are, are there in the north but an awful lot of those players wouldn't have crossed paths hugely because the, the age profile I'm not saying Kildangan are an old team but this Kildangan team have been on the road a while they start with some young fellas Tom are at that stage now with a lot of a lot of very young fellas and then with some fellas that you know would have had uh, joust with Kildangan in the past but a lot of the younger fellas wouldn't be one bit faced but you know and they're you can't basic, you know, pedigree and breed and all that stuff. But Tom, Tom boys were never faced by anybody like. No, in the history of Timmy Vara Hurling Club, I don't think anyone ever faced them. But they, no, they, they no. have cause for optimism and looking forward to the the blossoming of talents like Darren McCarthy, like uh, um, Jack Delaney, fellas like that who are going to grow and be, you know make serious contributions to the future of Timmy Vara. Yeah, like and you know, like the the last day they brought on young Adam Hall and he was the he was the star oh, today. Like correct. and yeah, yeah. they they started him yesterday and just the thing didn't go for the lad then. Like and maybe you know should they've held him in reserve and brought him on later on? Who knows? Like I mean, look, they, they've they've had the experience of playing the semi final now at this stage, but they have to back that up next year now. And I mean, you know, they'll go back and they'll think about it and they know that they have they have the fellas in the back room. They'll have them on the sideline. They have the sport base. They have all that type of stuff, and they have an under nineteen final to play as well. Like so, look, Tom Merton gone away. Like no, no. they're 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 going they're going to be there. They'll be one. Of, they'll see twenty three as being a very successful year. Whereas other clubs will be looking and start saying, look how how far have they gone back? Like it's a good point, JJ. How are you? you know, he joins me. How are you? Hi, hi, Ronan. Good to be joined, JJ Kennedy, with us. Uh, JJ, um, your thoughts on the Kiladangan performance first and foremost, because, you know, I, I made the point earlier, nobody really thought the result was going to be in doubt, but Tumi Vara gave a very, very good account of themselves. They did, they did. So I, I didn't think the result was ever in much doubt uh, throughout the match, um, even though, as you say, Tumi Vara just it didn't go away. They were still there and, and threatening goal and... It's been mentioned about that save that Gary um, Egan Bedney came in and so on, but uh, in general, I was I was very impressed with uh, Kildangan. Um, you know, I thought they struggled a bit in the quarter final, but uh, I thought this was this was a really a really strong performance by them. And um, 
I think there's a lot going right for them at the moment. And, and a, a bit like Tom there, I'd say people's, people's view of who, who are favourites is, is beginning to waver a little bit. And uh, lots of people coming out of the stadium after that game would have had second thoughts and said, gee, you know, this is, this is going to be some final because Kiladangan are coming good at the right time. What impressed me about him was, you know, I think Billy Seymour is, is, is key to it in many ways. Um, you know, when, he, when they won the county final a few years ago, he was, he was really a key player and he, he was coming off the, across the county uh, under-20 win and that and he was a player that people were looking to. He sort of had injuries since and his, his form maybe dipped a bit, but he's certainly right back in the groove at this stage. And Is he I coming of age? Because as an under-20, he looked really, really good and Liam was able to get a lot out of him, I thought. Yeah, he he did. He got a huge amount out of him, and uh, as I said, he just he, the, the past two years maybe a, a little bit of a dip and things not going his way, but uh, he certainly bounced back back on this occasion. You know, 14 points in this match, uh, six of them from open play, and really was you know at different times when Toom were inclined to come at him, uh, he was the guy to step up again another point and, and just ease the pressure and. Uh, and, you know, it's a team, when you look through the team, it's a very well-balanced team, you know, the whole way through, whether it's, you know, you're talking about the Flins, Paul Flynn won three in this match, Alan there at midfield, uh, Ty Gallagher, very good, I thought, uh, three points from play as well. And, you know, in the forwards, the Brian McLuckness and Sean Hayes and these guys, um, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, strength and depth there right throughout the side. Uh, same when you go back into the defence. And, uh, and, and, of course, as other people have pointed out, it's a team that... It, it's so familiar with this stage of competition. Um, it's been there, been there in so many semi-finals and finals as well, and just won the one. And I, I agree. I think they need to win a second one. Mm. Um, you know, I don't want to be reminding Tom of how they won the first one, but I don't think he needs reminding. It's ingrained in his brain. But anyway, it's, it's probably still sore. But you know, after that, we don't hold grudges in Lockmore. <laughs> after that, a win like that, you know, they'll always make it the open to the jive that it was a kind of a one-hit wonder in in in, in particular controversial circumstances as well. So I think a second title would really nail it down for them. You know, it would really be endorsement for this particular generation of horrors. And I think they're capable of doing it. You'd still have to say Southfield's probably marginal favourites going into it, but. I think it's going to be a right dinger of a contest. I think it's really set up uh, for for a great final. I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, what I like about Tom, what I like about Kiladangan is is the fact that okay, Billy Seymour's outstanding, and we'll we'll take that. And he himself and Willie Connors and Willie has been somewhat plagued by injuries, so he can't really show how good a, an intercounty player he is. But you've got the Flins and the Gallers, who are, you know. Yet the two Flins have had lots of intercounty experience and some a bit for the Gallagher's as well. But like my point is that they're very, very, very good club hurlers. I mean, they're exceptionally good club hurlers. And sometimes with Kiladang, I get a sense that they're greater than the sum of their parts. Yeah, well, you see, they have, I would say, David, David go back further, let's say, JJ refers to the two Gallagher's there as well. Go back a stage further. David Sweeney would have been involved with 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 the very team as well. James Quigley has been in there in there with, with, with seniors. True, and they have a top-class goalkeeper in Barry Hogan. And... I think that the the, the the role of the goalkeeper now can't be can't can't be stressed enough like that. The the quickness, the sharpness of the puck out, the accuracy of it, you know, like not just that it's a hit with zip that goes straight to the receiver, nothing bouncing or nothing hanging, and like Barry Hogan has uh, ticks all those boxes, and you know James quickly has a bit of steel, and then Fer- Fergal Hayes is no 
he's he's been around the block a bit too, like so. All all those lads, they've some of the parts, like they're they have they've quality players all over the field. No more so than Torres. That's why I think that it's going to be it could, it could be a classic final because I think both of them will will play open hurling. I don't see 14 men behind the ball too often now, but with either crowds that they'll be they'll be going at it from, from the off hammer and tongue they'd expect. We, uh, we just wish for a fine day. Gentlemen, with time against us somewhat, I want to dip into other codes or other divisions because Turles Sarsfields are in a Premier Intermediate final uh, after a very impressive win over Kilnall. One texter saying to me, not a good weekend for South Tiberi hurling and I, I can't mount an argument to counter that. Uh, it's a fair point, but I'm wondering... Why Killinall underperformed on the day, or were just Sarsfields too good, JJ? Um, well, I, I wasn't actually at the match, so um, that temporary, that's, uh, yeah. But like your, your reaction yeah. to that result, it's it's yeah, hugely impressive I, I, from I was, the Sarsfields point of view. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I was surprised. I would have I would have expected um, I would have expected Killinall to win that one. I think it's it's a huge downer for them to to lose a game like that. Um, you know, going into that championship as as, as South winners and so on. Um, they seem to be set up well to, to have a go at it, and it's a competition they should be doing very well in. You know, from a service point of view, it's just it's just the, the sheer depth of their resources uh, that you're talking about here. You know, lots of fellas on that team that uh, have, have county medals, and I suppose you know Mickey Cahill was mentioned already. Apparently, outstanding at, at centre back for them. Um, it, it's just the depth they, they have, the players, they have the numbers, and. Um, and and who's to say that they, they won't win it out? They're obviously in, in in a strong position now against whether it's going to be Laura or, or Cashel King Cormac that come out of the other semi final. Um, it's it's impressive from Sarsfields, and you just have to hand it to them. Does that not create Tom a, a kind of an anomaly of having two senior teams in one club? Uh, <clears throat> well, actually, they, 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 that situation ended there a few years ago in the mid because then. Um, the mid the mid championship the way it was, Sarsfields had two teams in the in in the mid championship draw. Like they were they, they were kept yeah, separate all right. Knockout and they managed to avoid yeah, themselves. Yeah. But yeah. it might be a an issue when we do the draws next early in twenty twenty four. About and, and you know it's it's something okay. We're saying we we might be a step ahead of ourselves we on are. it. Like, Laura, on people the Laura what, what I was in yeah. the, yeah, and Cashel Cashel yeah. gone away either. No, like no, absolutely. But um, no, I I was actually in Borland yesterday because I could have a kind of a. Uh, I still retain a bit of an interest in Kilnall affairs, like so, and Sarsfields then are only in the road either, like so. But they have a tremendous blend, picture of their senior team, really, like mixture of experienced lads and good, useful young fellas. Like, I mean, you know, Mickey Hale has been referred to that Merrill fullback, like, was is no, no simpler than either when it comes to defensive duties. And then they had, they had Aidan Ryan, Aidan Ryan played most of the game out around the middle of the field, normally named at cornerback but he had a big influence in the game and then you had let's let's offer to Jack Lanigan an absolute peach of a striker with the ball the, the Turles striking was the difference I think between the two teams Turles were striking the ball off the middle of the hurley the whole way through every ball was hit and hit with purpose direct and find its man the whole way Kilnall were topping shots and skying shots up in the air and they were you know that little bit. I was expecting a good bit more from Kilnall, though, quite honestly, because you know the Kilfannon would would have them well prepared. And I'd say he's he's disappointed to say with the way the outcome, the way the game mm. turned out, because they got themselves back into a position maybe with ten minutes to go. They were only a couple of points down, and they they, they got it. They got a penalty and scored, and and they're going to, they're going to push on now. Like, but it didn't happen. Sarsfields, 
Jack Lennigan came out around the middle of the field, struck two absolute pieces of points into the, the Cashel end and Shindera. Yeah, Shindera. And it is, it, I, you know, uh, just you have to take your hat off to Thurlis Arsfields and wonder what Killen all are going to have to do to try and get over the line. I'm going to dip in, JJ, to intermediate hurling because the semi-finals took place as well. And before the weekend, I told anyone who'd listened to me that Moneygall and Kilsheelan would be contesting an intermediate hurling final. Obviously, they were listening to me in Boerland and, Kilf- and Gold and Kilfiegel. I was I was tipping the same two the same two teams. Um, I, I I guess the you know the Bolan win I would say was not a major surprise by any means. They'd met already and uh, drawn in their normal round of the game of the the normal league round. Um, now Bolan have lost Brian O'Dwyer since then uh, to injury and perhaps that would have you thought might have tipped the scale slightly money goals way but but it didn't. Um, you know, a game played in atrocious conditions, absolutely atrocious conditions in, in Temple 2, and a, a real arm wrestle as a result, you know, six points to three at half time. That's, that gives you a fair indication of the type of uh, game that it was. It, it was, you know, a down and dirty game, as they say, where you, you just muck and people, players uh, slipping all over the place and that. Um, credit to Borla, you know, when it came to the real five first uh, period of, of extra time, they really, they really upped the pace. It was incredible where they found the energy, and they just upped the pace and four points on the trot in that ten minutes, and, and that closed out the game. And uh, it was, it was a huge win for them. Um, the, the gold one, I mean, the big story, uh, I, I guess, in the intermediate, uh, Ronan, is, is Golden Kilfiekel, um, because two, two, two rounds into the competition, Golden Kilfiekel were facing relegation, and. It, it it all came down to the last game with with Ballangarry, and um, and it came down to the last minute of the game at Ballangarry when they got a goal to win it by by three points, and, and then of course the calculators were out and the new rules with regard to, to score difference uh, came into play. If the old rules had applied, um, Ballangarry were gone through, not Golden. But under the new rules, Golden got through, and, and they only I mean I don't know if people understand how they actually got through. They they were level with Ballangarry on score difference. So then it went to the next level, which is scores for. And uh, they were just, I think, three or four points ahead in the scores for column, if you like. And uh, so real skin-of-your-teeth stuff, going from relegation and barely getting through, and then turning your, e- your year around, great victory over uh, Drum and Inch in the, in the quarterfinal, and then that victory, which I didn't see coming, uh, against Gilsheelan at the weekend. Comprehensive too, 121 to 212, yeah. Yeah, no, um, Matthew apparently was red-carded in the first half and that may, maybe that had a major bearing on the outcome. But it's still a spectacular turnaround by, by Gordon Seat, a real sort of Lazarus stuff coming from the dead, really. And, and they'll be in at every chance and that's, that's a fantastic final to anticipate because, you know, they're, they're, they're close enough neighbours, they know each other, they've gone to school together. There's a little bit of history in recent years between the two teams as well. Um, so all of that is feeding into the final and, and actually fantastic that it's on before the senior final because, you know, it gives, it gives an added bit of focus and puts them up there on, on, on the main stage uh, on, on county final day, so really want to look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. And Tom, I'm going to leave last word with you, just a quick word on Clonelty and Kilroan preserving their senior status. It would have been a nightmare, I think, for Kilroan McDonough's to, to go into a relegation final 12 months after winning Dan Breen, while Clonelty against Brackens, it does mean that you're going to lose a senior team from the mid with Brackens and Church having to contest that relegation final. 
Yeah, I suppose it's it's like when the when the relegation thing surfaced on, it was going to be a nightmare for a nightmare for the four of them really, like and it's going to be bigger a nightmare of nightmares now for whoever goes down and they say it's a it's a mid team going down and like I suppose upper church in the mid in the mid senior final already this year, like and did that take did that take a bit out more out of them than, than to upset their thinking a bit. I'd have, I'd, have thought, I'd have felt the Brackens would have been in a better position. I thought I was expecting the Brackens maybe to have beaten Clonty last weekend on the base that Brackens were getting stronger, that they had their injured players back and all that type of stuff. But like it's it's going to be a dog fight now, and these games, this game will take on a whole life of its own. Of course, like this, it's, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be predicting who's going to go down, who's going to survive because it's it's going to be hard on either of them now, whichever way it works out. I think because. Uh, Brackens Mitch 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 senior champions last year, like so. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's it's a long way it's a long way down if they go to intermediate as well, like. Premier intermediate the church as well, like. Just just uh, just you you, you have, Premier intermediate is where they would end up um, if if they were to go down. But it's sorry, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, just yeah, to differentiate. Sorry, yeah. uh, gentlemen, I well, do have, the, go on. The church, of course, I had I had if it's any consolation, the church that they they survived in the in the intermediate grade that they won they won that relegation match last weekend, so that that was somebody to help to them as well. Like, uh, I'll just leave you with this, gentlemen, and uh, I wish I could have time to get your views on it, but I don't. It comes in from a texture, and I'm going to assume the 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 bona fide of the, what they're saying. When Bally Gunners' second team won the Waterford Intermediate Championship, the county board decided not to promote or relegate teams between senior and intermediate. We're not there yet, but we might be. I'll leave that with you. Gentlemen, thanks for your time. Well, of course, Watford, Watford are different rules. They don't even have a parish rule, if I'm right, JJ, down there. So different that's, rules. That's absolutely right. correct. Well, yeah. if they do yeah. have a parish yeah. rule, the parish of Ballygunner must be the biggest parish in Ireland. Well, it? they don't have one. That's the reason. <laughs> that's the problem. All right, lads, I'll talk to you. Good luck and thanks. Thanks for your time. Bye-bye, bye-bye. We have a break to take. We'll be back with soccer after this. Extra time on Tip FM. Brought to you by your winning local team at Real Estate Alliance. OREA owned Dylan Nina. OREA Stokes and Quirk Mel. And OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie Dylan Nina, OREA Stokes and Quirk Mel. And OREA Seamus Brown Ross Cray. See realestatealliance.ie times against us as, as always an extra time but congratulations to Ballon Hinch Junior A semi-final win 4-14 to over Holy Cross's 1-13 and Clonality 3-19 to Bracken's 17 points Ballon Hinch will be representing once will be representing Tipperary I should say in the Munster Junior A hurling championship as they were the only team left in the last four for whom it was their first team if you know what I'm trying to say Barry Ryan is on the line let's talk local football how are you Barry? How are you, Ronan? Lots to talk about, and I suppose from a, the Clamwell Town element uh, in the room continues to have to be discussed because they've lost again, this time at home to Clamwell Celtic. And while the margin of defeat is getting better, it's still three defeats on the bounce. Yeah, look, it's a difficult time and it's kind of one of those uh, when you're having that kind of a period, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. But I suppose the one thing they'll take from it on Sunday is they were certainly the better side. Um, Celtic would have arrived in red-hot favourites on the back of everything that's gone on over the last couple of weeks. But Thomas Town had golden opportunities with Jake French-Davis had two great chances and Kevin Corwin had an unbelievable chance as well. Um, Town should have been one or two nil up. And then as as happens, you don't take those chances and when things are going a little bit against you, Celtic pounce, um, Drucky draw and get the great finish and they're 1-0 down and the game kind of peters out a little bit um, but look ultimately it's no point so you know it is what it is but the performance was definitely merited of a result 
So a sense perhaps that uh, Jonathan has gotten that dressing room, galvanised them a little bit and play like that. Tipperary Town next weekend, an opportunity perhaps to try and get a win. Yeah, absolutely. Look, and for Jonathan and Ramey and Robbie and Ian Keary and them that are there, there was absolutely no doubt that the players were fighting for the jersey, fighting for the management, everything that, and like I said, the performance was there. They were, I don't think anyone in Celtic could argue that Town weren't the better side. So they just need to get that bounce to the ball. A similar performance in Tip Town will get them three points next week. Um, and they need to, have, you know. And Tip Town are on a bit of a difficult run as well. They're beaten by Killavilla and the FBI. Uh, had a slow start to the season. And Marco Bryan will be looking for a reaction there. So it'll be a difficult place to go. Um, Regardless of results, you're on the road. Chip Town's never easy, but Town need to come away out of there with something next Sunday. That Killer Villa result, I don't think it would be mounted as you put down in the surprise column. Killer Villa have been one of the kingpins up north for a while. Yeah, they have been a good side. Um, I suppose it kind of raised a little alarm bells when when Arrow Rovers won the North Tip League ahead of. Killer Villa last season. Then you see what Peak Villa done on Sunday to Arrow Rovers winning 9-0. So I suppose, you know, if you're kind of to put the form guy there, okay, you would have thought yeah, Killer Villa are on the way in a little bit. Yeah, that's a fair point in relation to judging the North by those two teams. Uh, Care Park and Wilderness Rovers. Now, Wilderness Rovers are having their own difficulties as well, it's fair to say, isn't it? Because Care Park put five past them. Yeah, and look, it's, Wildies actually showed a little bit on Sunday. They were leading 2-1 for uh, for a little while in that game, um, which, which was very, very positive. And then, look, Care finished really, really strong. We've kind of spoke a little bit in recent weeks about how organised Care are and how well they're doing. Um, and look, and it's another, it's another three points on the board, and they've had a really, really positive start to the season. Uh, talk to me about Cashel Town. Now, they've only played twice in the league so far this year, but a good win against V at the weekend. They'll be looking to come back up. Yeah, they will. And look, you know, it's kind of as you were. One burn knocking in one of the goals as well. Good, solid casual outfit. Don't give a whole lot away. Concede very few goals. Scart is a difficult venue to go to, you know, at this time of the year. Not a whole lot of GEA going on up there either um, at the moment. And, you know, Cash to get a good grind, a good win up there. And Bacchus teams have been good at that over the last couple of years. They're good at grinding out results. Yeah, it'll be interesting next week. I'm just looking at the results or the fixtures for next week. Uh, you know, you've got Tip Town against um, against Clamwell Town. Um, in addition to that, you'll, you've got Munster Junior Cup action between Oldbridge and, and, and Care Park. But Michaels against Celtic, perhaps a chance for Celtic to see where they're at. Yeah, look, and I suppose Celtic, in terms of points on the board, have had a fantastic start to the season. The Kenny, Davy, Askins and Cole will be really, really pleased with that. It's a results business at the end of the day. And a Tom L. Derby can take on a life of its own. Ultimately, they got the three points. But I wouldn't have seen enough in that Sunday that they're going to challenge St. Michael's. St. Michael's went down to 10 men after 10 minutes again on Sunday. And you're thinking, oh, is there going to be a bit of an upset here? And they win 5-0 in a difficult venue in New Hill. St. Michael's look very, very impressive at the moment. It's not like him to be getting so many red cards and successive matches maybe that's it for the year yeah it's, it's really really unusual and it's funny like uh, me all burn won't mind me saying it I spoke to me all burn two weeks ago about Jimmy Carr that Jimmy Carr is an unbelievable player and he always plays a little bit on the edge and I thought he could have been sent off against Big Villa I thought he could have been sent off against Clamwell Town and I made that point to me all a couple of weeks ago that Jimmy is really on the edge at the moment like you know he's involved in and he's a player who plays with fired up and stuff like that and then Sunday he gets a straight red uh, totally merited and stuff as well very very unlike him he just, he's just playing very much on the edge and that was probably coming and I don't think you'll see that from him at, again at all because he's so experienced an Irish international captain everything and maybe he's just a little bit fired up this season and he's driving the team and stuff but it was almost one that you could see coming Yeah listen i got to fly Barry and thanks for your time we'll talk to you next week Thanks a million Ron Not at all that's Barry Ryan with news on TS and DL it's semi-final stage as well in the county senior Camogie Championship Ger is on the line Ger how are you? 
How you doing, Ronan? A long expected lines with Drummond Inch and Clonelty into the finals. Yeah, I suppose it's, it'll be the fourth year in a row that both Drummond Inch and Clonelty uh, will meet in a county final. And I suppose neutrals would have preferred maybe a different pair. But, you know, it could have easily been a different pair. And Turles Saturdays really put Drum to the pin in their collars on Saturday. And, you know, probably a better team for a long period of that game. I went in training by a pint at half time, came, in, came out in the second half, scored five points in a row. And, in the space of 10 minutes but look Drum found a way they settled again they got two quick points with Neve Trassi and Ethan McGrath and you know I suppose they got cru- crucial goals at crucial times Siobhan McGrath Ethan McGrath and Ethan McGrath all found the back of the net and that was the difference and the bit of experience you know Joanne Ryan coming off the bench and scoring two points and Drum just you know scraped through to a, a county final it was 310 to 16 points was the, was the final score and Look, Turles can take huge pride and credit in credit in their performance, but obviously they'd be heartbroken not to be looking forward to a, a county final now in three weeks' time. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Like there was only three points in it for a finish, which when you see how dominant Drum have been at county level and indeed further afield, uh, that it shows how the gap between Sars and everyone else is closing fast. Clanelty had too much for Bursley, but again, it's only a single point. Yeah, again, nothing, nothing in this game and probably Burris ran out of time in the end. You know, Clonty were the better of the two sides in, in the first half and had a 10.4 lead at half-time. Probably maybe Fred should have been further ahead, but, you know, Burris came out like a new team in the second half. Daniel Ryan went in full forward, grabbed the goal and the point early on. Nicole Walsh was out around the middle of the field, you know, really busy, working really hard and, you know, the fight back was on and, you know, again, um, Burris got three goals Um but look, Clonty have that experience. Courtney Ryan, Cotavan, Clara Cork, I suppose all stood up when needed. And in the end, they, they just uh, saw first lead by a single point. Final is on when, Ger? Uh Saturday the 21st, so a couple of weeks, three weeks ago, yes. So. I suppose the final that will be, you know, it's mouthwatering really again. You've got the two best teams at the top. Yeah, look, and you know, I suppose the dominant teams of the last couple of years um, is been Drum and Clonty. And you know, Drum... I suppose they're all, you know, obviously looking to knock Drum off their perch and, you know, Clonty would give themselves a really good chance again. I suppose both sides know each other so well at this stage and, you know, there'll be serious matchups going on again. And look, uh, I suppose Drum have looked very good. Definitely Turles have come the closest to beating them um, this year, but, you know, they have found a way and, you know, they probably will be favourites going into this final. But, you know, Clonty's day will come one of these days and it could easily be on the 21st. Jared, look forward to it. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Not at all, that's Jerk and Anne. Just before we go off air tonight, delighted to announce that the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month for the month of September is Clonmel Roar, Dara Lynch. Dara Lynch got back into a boat this year in in skulls, as a double skull, and went to the World Championships where himself and his partner, uh, Paul, picked up a bronze medal. So for on the achievement of meddling, not just going and uh, qualifying his boat for the Olympic Games which in, its, in and of itself is a tremendous achievement but also to get a bronze medal at a World Championships Daryl Lynch from Clamwell Rowing Club is the Tip FM Sports Star of the Month for September and thanks everyone who sent in nominations that's all we have time for tonight folks I'm afraid Eno Connor produced we'll be back with you next Monday night good night and good luck mm-hmm.